Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Maybe there's going to be somebody come to the house and check out the washer, and we find ourselves in the bathroom looking, looking at our ourselves first, amen, before we would just give her a lot of bed and go open the door. We put on stuff, don't we? We cover up what we don't like and accentuate, I guess that's how you put it, the things we, we do like, right? But um, the headline news, this all ties in, uh, a multimillionaire celebrity, multimillionaire, uh, passed on due to cardiac arrest from ongoing drug usage. This individual covered up and coped with the wrong substance called the devil's tools, which took her life. It's tragic, you know, and you can see the decline in this individual, beautiful, beautiful girl, but instead of being able to face the problems in her life and the pain, she decided to cover up. And all of us have understood covering up. Sometimes it's just covering up with the, with the um, you know, I just see someone in bed just covering up and they just, you know, put on layers and they don't want to deal with things because we, sometimes we don't know how to deal with things. So we cover up and we try to cope. But pain is a real issue on this earth. Uh, we will all experience pain. The thing we must know, learn, apply, and master is our choice of resolution from the pain, because we know that this, this pain that we're experiencing has to end, but there's a resolution. Many men uh, get traumatized and, and full of pain when they lose a job, or there's, a, there's an imbalance in their work, you know? Like my father, when he was working for a company, they cut his job off and he just, you know, lost it because he wasn't used to that. He had four children to feed and what do we do? And my mother didn't know how to cope. You know, I called her the martyr because she would put on the show, you know. She, I loved her with all my heart and later she got born again and she, God was able to work with her. But when you don't, when you're on this earth without Christ and you don't know how to deal with these things, this can suck your life down the toilet. Even a, a mature Christian can be hit, sandblasted, run over, and they get up and they're, they have to catch themselves from spinning from whatever episode hit them because the devil is real. The devil is real, okay? So we, we've got to face the fact that we know Jesus is real because we've given our life to Jesus, right? So we're, we know Jesus is real, but we also have to realize that we have an enemy that's real. And Jesus talks about him all the way through the Bible. But many people have chosen to ignore that, like me, years ago before God took me on my tour and, and devastated me. I chose to ignore that section of the Bible, okay, <laughs> as I would read through it. I mean, don't we prefer certain things and we have our special devotionals and we have our special chapters in the Bible that we'll read, but we, we kind of stay away from that one because it's confusing or we don't think that Christ can unpackage it for us or it's a, it's, it's a place we don't want to go. Mm -hmm. But if we don't go, we're going to be destroyed. God said, my people, Hosea 4, 6, my people, here we are at church. I used to go to church, raising my hands and everything else. 
smoke like a fiend, do whatever I wanted to, because I didn't realize the requirements that God has for us to depart sin. Amen? And this poster up here is a very good example. To the, to the left of the cross, there's one dot. That's where we were all born into the world. And God's love in the center has drawn us into himself through the cross of Jesus Christ. But you see two dots on the right side of the cross. The lower dot is the foolish Christian. Have you ever heard that story in the Bible? Matthew chapter 25. It talks about the foolish Christian. We have the fool and then we have the wise. Well, I was a foolish Christian. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not ashamed of what I was, okay? We all start out coal, a chunk of coal, and God doesn't pick it up and throw it in the trash. I didn't want it anyway. He comes looking for that chunk of coal. I was a chunk of coal. He came walking right through my cottage walls 21 years ago in a smoke-filled sewer, okay? And he came walking through there to, to, to tell me reality because I wasn't getting it. That's how much he'll do for one person, amen? Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, I, I thank God, and he says, Annie, he said, you got to move from the foolish Christian to the top called the wise Christian. And this is, this is going to take some time, and you got to process all this because I was... And when you get my book, you'll understand as you read it, Real God. And it, it was quite, it's, it's funny, but it's, it was alarming at the time. Now I look back and I see humor in it. At the time I was terrorized and then I was elated in heaven. I got to see my mother that I had buried seven years prior of breast cancer. And they brought me, these angels brought me in this huge auditorium. <laughs> and they were telling me to look over here. I looked over there and there's mom waving. And I was like, dear Lord, oh my goodness. And they have clothes that, that this place has nothing on the design of heaven, you know. These designers are, are awesome we have, but if they would give their life to Christ, they'd be much better at it, amen. And they, they wouldn't have the torment they have from the devil because they, they live in his chains, right? They live here. We're living here, and God's like, you don't want to be foolish, you want to be wise because I want you to inherit eternal life, okay? But now God wants to take his people and he wants to be the king of kings and priests to God, okay? He doesn't want his people living in, uh, as a foolish Christian or taking their pain because we're going to all experience pain. And we get it from other people and we get it from the devil. I don't know what's going on, but somebody might have gone through a lot of pain in here this week. Beside me, I, I go through it. You know, the devil's always trying to kick in your mouth because he's real. And he'll do it through, through different situations. We have pain examples. The loss of a spouse. That's difficult. Through divorce, I went through that. That was like, oh my goodness. You know, it would have been easier had, it, had he died in a car wreck or something and he went to heaven. But when you, when you have a divorce, somebody loved Jesus and went on in their own path. That was horrible for me. Our loss of family, loss of children, loss of possessions, maybe, maybe a loss of home or loss of friends or dreams and disappointments and delay and rejection and betrayal and abandonment. Anybody ever experience pain? 
Okay? But it's something that we don't, we don't sometimes know what to do, even in our own mind. We'll kind of deny it, deny it, deny it. I did that for years. <laughs> but, you know, as I was denying what happened in the pain, I was numbing myself constantly. Okay? <laughs> and I was headed straight to hell. I didn't even know it. And I was giving place to the devil where he was able to come and wrap me in cords of iniquity, as the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 5. You know, one of the things the angels did when they arrived, there was these two pine cone. They were shaped like this in a beautiful color, like a burnished bronze deep. And they spun in and, and became like this, you know, formed and very unusual looking angels. And they said, the Lord God wants to heal you if you'll let him. And I thought, what do you mean? I've been sitting here for three years in this pain because I, in my marriage, my pain, I was beaten to death and my skull cracked and I should have been dead. And I suffered for three years in ongoing pain. And so through that pain, the doctors couldn't do much for me, but drug me up. Okay. But those drugs wore off. So then I went into cigarettes and I went into alcohol and I went into drugs, and I went into sexual relationships. And it's amazing what we do because we don't understand what to do in our pain. This celebrity that just died, at very young age, had a lot of pain in her life. But she didn't understand where the pain comes from because she doesn't know the realms of existence. Okay, and On the earth... On the earth, we have the visible. I see you. I see you. You see me. We see the chair. We see whatever's on the screen, right? We have visible and we have invisible. Like when God appeared, I saw him. But he's, he was always there in the invisible realm. Like angels are in here tonight. The Lord is here. And if, all he has to do is flip open your eyes and you would see him as I did. They're amazing creatures. <laughs> You know, and Jesus is all animated and happy. And these angels are all so different and beautiful. But they appeared and they said, the Lord wants to heal you if you'll let him. I was full of pain. I was full of pain physically. I was full of pain mentally. I had emotional problems because when you're beaten, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't do anything for you. I was a mess. But I couldn't, you know, there was always this pain going through my head. I couldn't live. And I was taking all these drugs that the doctors would give me. Every time I go in there, they're like, what do you need, Annie, for your pain? And I'm like, and so they loaded me up on this stuff that this girl died from. And I was down on those things, okay? And what the angels meant is this. God is going to come in here and he's going to heal you. But if he doesn't take you and, and, and educate you biblically, you're going to forfeit your soul and you're going to forfeit your healing. You got it? Because when the devil is cast out of somebody, when the devil is cast out and God took him out, right? If we don't stuff ourselves full of Jesus in the word, we're going to be stuffed again with snakes. 
It's in the Bible, Matthew chapter 13. When the evil spirit is, is kicked out of somebody, if they don't fill the house, seven others, seven other demons come and take that person captive. And the man is worse then than he was before. Because the devil is not a restful, he's, he's a spirit like this, and he's out to destroy the joy of God, which is our salvation and our rising in life, amen, and our eternity. So the only way he can get back at God is to take us down, the humans, okay? Like he got a hold of this girl. And, uh, you know, she, she, had a, she had a cardiac arrest. She's gone because she, she wasn't taught biblical reality, and she wasn't taught about the laws of existence and the laws of life from the creator of the universe, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? They have this mentality that God is some uh, old man on a throne wanting to lash out at everybody, and Jesus looks like a hobo wearing a dirty white robe running around, and all of his people are poor and uh, sick and everything else. That's just false. God wants to raise us all up to have a prosperous good life. We go through seasons of suffering. We go through seasons of refining. We go through so many seasons of change. And sometimes you feel like, I can't do this anymore. I'm hanging on my thread. I'm ready to cut it, Lord. You know what he's like? Well, hold on. Hold on. Don't walk away from me. You can, you know, unpackage. Come on, Angela. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Tell me how you feel. Because he takes those feelings and he throws them and then he heals those wounds. Because most of the wounds we have is because we don't let it out. Let it out to the Lord, the creator. We let it out to counselors that don't know Jesus. They're full of the devil themselves. Are we let it out to friends that don't care about us or aren't listening to, you know, listening as we speak? They don't care. A lot of people care more about themselves than they do anybody else, okay? So we're still stuck with this pain, all of us humans, the ones that reject Christ and the ones that are Christians. Nobody's exempt from pain. But when we know what to do with that pain, like this girl suffered so many marital failures. Well, I did too. And I wondered, why is, why is my husband more interested in pornography and other women and committing adultery than me. And so what I did, instead of understanding what's behind sin, which is the devil, the devil's behind sin, okay? And seeing it for what it was, I would get and try to change myself all the time to make myself more appealing or whatever to him. Well, that wasn't the problem at all. I always took care of myself. I always, you know, did the best I could with what I, what, who I was. But when God came and he took this curtain and he, and I was like, <gasps> he said, this is the reason right here. You see all these demons? And I said, God, I don't want to see this. He said, you're going to see it. Because if, you're, if you refuse to receive truth, you will be destroyed. He said, do you see them? They're fallen angels, Annie. He said they go into people's lives and homes where they're invited through sin. 
when you sin, you pull up a chair for the destroyers to come in and do what they do, steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? And uh, he said, this is the reason for his problems. He said, then what they did to you is they brought your self-esteem down, and you're out looking for answers through alcohol and to numb yourself. And then he's got, now he's got cords around you. Okay, now he's taking you to hell. Because all of us, we have kids, we have people in our life, our husbands, whoever, that are looking for answers. Look at this earth. And the more we know Christ, and the more we, we come to know him through study, God said in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God. Okay? So God wants everybody back in the Bible because it's their only hope of surviving and overcoming Satan. Okay? And we have to deal with this. And, and you know, 21 years now, I've been fine-tooth combing the Bible, and I put together the crown program. I don't know if you were able to go in to see it, but it is something that God wants everybody to go through. Because every Christian, no matter how long you've been a Christian or whose Bible study you went through or whatever, you're going to be reset and cleansed with pure truth. Amen. And it's something that I would like to see all of you do. Okay. Uh, that is a personal choice, though. And that's something that God made at the very beginning choice. You know, mm -hmm. that's how that's how Eve got taken. You know, many people, when they preach about the devil getting a hold of Eve in the garden, they say Eve was attacked. It's like, no, God, Eve was not attacked. God, when he, the three of them, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, made the angels. And they gave the angels a choice to serve me on my terms. or you know. And they, we know that Satan decided in a third of them to take off from God and do their own thing. Okay? And then God made Adam and Eve. He, he worked with Adam and he worked with Eve. And he, you know, he said, now you're going to have a choice. And he allowed the choice. This week I've had so many choices thrown at me. Weird. But, but you never know when you're in a test. God will test you. God will test to see if you will stick to truth. The test, you will survive the test. The test of God is to see if you're still alive. Alive meaning, is the light on? Are you holding to truth? Uh, because many people, they forfeit in a test. Okay? Because God will grow your faith. You'll say, God, I don't want to grow my faith anymore. <laughs> he will have you do things like me. You know, it's like, are you kidding? He said, no, I'm not kidding. I'm never kidding, man. And, uh, you know, so it's like, well, well, Lord, you know, and he's like, I'm not going to babysit your fear, Annie. If there's something he, he, he asked me to do this week, you know, in my logical mind, because sometimes, I, I mean, I have my own ministry and everything, okay, and I'm doing it with the Lord. I don't, you know, I'm not married anymore, which, you know, I haven't met anybody to this point anyway. But, uh, you know, when you're married, it's different than when you're single, it is. Uh, in many ways, marriage is easier. You know, you have half the load instead of the 
full load of responsibility, right? But uh, he asked something of me, and I said, God, you got to be kidding. And, it, you know, for a good, uh, well, it started last week, uh, probably a good uh, 72 hours, I was just kind of weighing the balance of what he wanted. And I, I leaned back on my own understanding, and God is like, and, and then I went into worldly wisdom, and he's like, you know what? He said, I'm not going to babysit your fear. I'm not here to pacify your fear. He said, you're going to do what I say and have faith, or I'm not leading the path anymore, okay? I don't go. I'm not here to be the bellhop about everybody. I'm here as God, and I'm here to raise kings and priests all over this earth and fill these seven mountains with my leaders. He said, how many Christian businesses do you know? How many restaurants do you go into and you know it's all about Christ? He said, people are ashamed of me. My people are ashamed of me. I went into a dog store one time to get something for my puppy. And um, I was just looking around and I said, I, I just felt to ask this lady. I don't know why. But I said, are you a Christian? And she, she turned around and she goes, why? The store owner. Because I used to have a big manufacturing company. We sold boat engines all over the United States and some in Europe. And so, and I, you walked into my shop and you saw his posters everywhere and the gospel music blowing, you know. And I was so proud of the Lord. And if you didn't like God, hit the door. And that guy's like, you don't tell people to hit the door. You're nice to them anyway. And you don't treat people like that. But I felt like it, you know. But if you don't like him, don't come, don't come through my door. You know, kind of like a Peter with that knife. And Jesus is like, that's not the right spirit, hun. Right, but God grows us. God grows us. But at this place, I see she just looked like, you know, and she looked around to see if anybody kind of heard before she answered. And and she said, "You know, I am a Christian." She kind of lowered her voice a little. "I am a Christian," and she said, "Let me show you something." And she went over to this big, uh, what was it, a picture, and she took it off the wall, and she said, do you see where I, I made this little cross and put love Jesus on it? She goes, but I don't want anybody to see it and be offended. <laughs> he said, this is what I got to deal with. He said, how many businesses do you walk in? Can, can, can the women walk in a makeup store without seeing a transgender nowadays wanting to wait on them? You know, they don't even know what sex they are. Okay, and, and you hear the rock and roll going through the air? He said, but this is ridiculous. And so, you know, we, we need to, to get back in our Bible. Amen? We need to get in the crown program and do it at your own pace, okay, with the Lord, and get reset and uh, get your assignment from Christ because he has one for you, okay? But uh, this pain issue is real. And so, how should we deal with these realities uh, when we encounter pain? Well, there's many, many ways that we cope. Uh, we have the mental checkout sometimes, don't we? Mm -hmm. Kind of like we, we deny. You'll see people uh, when someone dies in the, mm -hmm. and we're all joined together at the casket. And it's like everybody's kind of out to lunch, the ones that are close to them, because they're like numb, you know? Uh, Many people are, are drugged up there, are drinking and sex, and, and people cope through shopping, or, or they, they overeat. I saw this on the news. This girl just got to 600 pounds, 
600 pounds. And her whole abdomen is hanging on the floor. And the reason is, is not the doctor's trying to help her with meds and exercise and all this, but there's an origin problem. The origin problem to her is she's not connected to her creator, Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, sometimes we'll, we'll pick up the phone and we'll talk to people. We'll just chatter and want to know about their life because we don't want to look at ours. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You know, I'm going to forget about this problem or ignore him while he goes storming out. You know, I see somebody just storming out of the house. I can't deal with that. I don't know what to do. So I'll, let me call Sally and see what she's doing. Well, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. What are you doing? And just have Sally talk to you for two hours, right? Because you don't know what to do with your problem. Or we'll, we'll go in the social media feed, you know? Or we'll go, a lot of people have activities. They'll, they'll check out in their activities. I'm going hunting. I'm going fishing. I'm going golfing. I'm going to the, I'm going to go throw a few hoops. I'm going to go to the baseball field. And you're like, I want to talk. I don't want to check out. Okay, so you're checking out for a little bit. Okay, go check out. And when you come home, we're checking in. Okay, we're going to talk about this problem because if we don't talk about it and we have this, this big fence up and we stuff our pain and then this wall of division and then we're going to be bitter at God because we weren't able to unload to God. And he says, I'm the mighty counselor in the book of Revelation. He says, I'm the mighty counselor. And, but we don't, we don't go to Jesus to empty and talk and then go to the Bible and see what, what, is, what does my book say? What did I say in my book about this? Boy, I wish I would have known this years ago. <laughs> you know, I think, my God, it would have solved so many problems. Uh, or many people will go to the gambling hall, go and go into, go into the gambling hall, run around with their vodka tonic or, you know, their Bloody Mary or whatever their deal is. And they're running around with their cigarette and they're gambling. You know, they're going to get back that money, get back that money. You know, and they're, they're, they're going to win it big. Or you see them getting their lottery tickets. They don't want to go to the Lord and find out how to live. They want a quick fix, and that quick fix can kill them, and it has, and it has destroyed families. They can get into fantasy, pornography, or male strip clubs, and, and ever, the female strip clubs are even the gay bathhouses. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't believe what's out here, okay? But they don't know, these homosexuals don't know why they're homosexuals, okay? They're people, they don't know that the devil put a thought in their mind, Okay, the thought, they believed the thought, and then they acted on it, okay, because they don't know their creator. They don't know the Bible. God doesn't make transgender. He doesn't make homosexuals. Yeah, but I was like this when I was little. I said, okay, then a devil lied to you when you were little, okay? And then we have parents that are now doing the surgery for the kids, and then these divorce couples are fighting and then they have family feuds where the husband blows the brains out of his wife and child. We see it on the news all the time. It's called pain because everybody has left the book and the life in Christ. Amen? So if we continue coping and covering up our pain in these methods, we will end up killing ourselves and end up in eternal fire because God wants us to live a holy, blameless life, right? Pure. So... This was my wake-up call back in 2001, you know, when I descended into a real place I never even thought about. 
I never thought about hell. Do you get up in the morning and think about the people burning in hell below you? I mean, you don't think about it. You get up in the morning and you think, I'm going to brush my teeth, and you get out your day planner or maybe the night before, you know what you're doing. I'm going to visit my granddaughter. I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to go down and get some coffee, take her to Winter Park, go through some shops, right? Go over to Baldwin Park to Tudos. They got great coffee, by the way. It's a new place I found. I just love it. Tudos. It's called Tudos at Baldwin Park. Yeah, it's a really neat um, cafe. I think. They're from overseas, I don't know, but they have really good pastries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, it's awesome over there. I love it, Tudos. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, hell was just never something I thought about. So I thought about all these other things, you know, going to do the laundry, the grocery, what's the menu, da-da-da. But, but, you know, that day I was walking in my cottage, and, and I walked right into... I thought I was walking into my bathroom, but I was taken out. God is supernatural. You know, Paul said, whether I was in the body or not, I don't remember, 14 years ago. No, no, I was a, totally alive, totally alive. And I was in my clothes, you know, because I looked at, down at my clothes to see, you know, because they look so different. The Lord and the angels are celestial, they're spirit. We have a spirit that's inside of this case. It's like a pistachio nut, okay, or a peanut. There's a nut inside the shell, okay? And, the, you know, the Lord's head and arms, he shaped, he shaped us in his image, okay? But they're clear and light beaming from him, like diamond specks and real translucent and joyful and awesome clothes, and I was like, whoa, this is nothing like I learned at the Catholic Church. <laughs> and this is a far cry from that dead Jesus on the cross at the Catholic Church. What a sad place. But uh, so I went into this place, a very real place, and I wanted to share a song about hell. And it was so interesting. One of the... Uh, this girl that passed away recently that I'm talking about, this celebrity, was in the um, area of music, rock and roll. Mm -hmm. So I'm just sat, saddened to my core about it. But uh, I used to live in a very famous rock star's home when I was married. We purchased it not because it was a rock star's. It was because I, I liked it. And my realtor knew that I was looking for a new house back then, and I had called her, and she said, well, let's, let's take, you know, take you for some rounds and stuff and see which house you like. And we stumbled across this house. She goes, oh, you don't mind if we stop here to get some keys and um, what have you. She goes, I, this, isn't, this home is not on my list to show you, but I, do you mind if I take 10 minutes out of our way to go to get these keys and you know, make some connections? Uh, with this realtor, I said, not at all. And when I pulled down this long, beautiful, winding driveway, and I pulled up to that house, it was like, I heard the Lord say, this is your home. And I was like, this is my home. <laughs> and we were moved in in two months. But I didn't realize it was a rock star. And one of their best songs was the most famous song about hell. <laughs> I had no idea. You know, it just didn't register, and I didn't care because... We live in a world, and we, we don't worry about that stuff. 
But when I heard, when I went to hell and I heard this song, I thought, boy, if this isn't like what I saw, so I want to go through this song. It is the song Hotel California. And this is a song made by hell because that invisible realm, hell, brings things into the earth, just like God's side brings things into the earth, okay? They're both sides are bringing things into the earth, and, and the human has a choice. Do I go to the liquor store or do I go to get a smoothie? Am I going to go to Tudor's and get a coffee or am I, I going to go to happy hour to have a martini? Do you see what I mean? Am I going to listen to gospel music or am I going to listen to Satan's music? There's a big difference. But if people don't know, they, they live in both worlds like I did before my encounter. Uh, on a dark desert highway, here's a song, and, and I added my parts to the song. On a dark desert highway, alone with no light in sight, cool wind in my hair, no wisdom in my brain. This was me. Warm smell of Kalitas as I smoked marijuana again. Rising up through the air as the drug spirits were not seen within the invisible realm. Up ahead in the distance, as I was traveling on in ignorance, I saw a shimmering light. Not the light, Christ, but a counterfeit glow. My head grew heavy and my spirit grew dim as I was blinded by my lower nature called lust. I had to stop for the night as darkness invaded my region and I grew weary and faint. There she stood in the doorway. Her name was Miss Jezebel. I heard the mission bell as she stated to the other evil spirits, remember, it is our job and goal to steal, to kill, and to destroy all humans inside of their stupidity. Hosea 4.6, my people are destroyed for their lack of knowing. Amen. And I was thinking to myself, leaning on my own understanding and rejecting God's authority instead of knowing life, this could be heaven or this could be hell, not knowing the difference between the eternities. Then she lit up a candle as the true light was long burnt out due to my negligence in leaving the way, the truth, and the life. And she showed me the way as the devil opened up the activities, elements, and practices of their evil kingdom to my lust's delight. There were voices down the corridor as the demons spoke. I thought I heard them say, Satan is after this one. Don't let them get away. For they served the devil well and their delusion and temporary stay upon the planet Earth where they forsook the way. Welcome to the Hotel California your temporary placement upon the spinning globe where many of my darkest works have tricked, deceived, and hurt the human population at large. Such a lovely place with distractions, distortions, and delusions 
all over the place. Such a lovely face, painted and masked with deceivings and tricks, hidden, covered up behind the veil of pleasure and seductive, depraved longing. Plenty of room at the Hotel California, as hell is never full and has room for all the ignorant in every single rebel. Any time of year, as sin is never put out, but enlarges within its chained. You can find it here, for sin is ever with us for our preference sake. Her mind is Tiffany twisted. Her brain is fried with snakes. She got the Mercedes Benz and every rich trapping we have. She got a lot of pretty, pretty boys and fornicated all night, sometimes alone, but orgies in sight that she calls friends as she uses others for her profane delight. How they dance in the courtyard with the devils within, sweet summer sweat dripping from their desires of ongoing sin. Some dance to remember in their nine-foot fiery pit. Some dance to forget in the distance of flames and torment within the gates of eternal hell. So I called up the captain, the devil himself, please bring me my wine, as booze was their victory to the loss of human life. He said, we haven't had that spirit here. That demon has been gone, chained, as in the book of Jude has revealed to all. Since 1969, the date those devils warred in their own perversity, and still those voices are calling from far away inside the invisible realm as the war of thought to their victory is always waged inside the head you see. Wake you up in the middle of the night, for there is no rest for the wicked who go away from God's plan, don't want it, pack sand. Just to hear them say, as the demons continue to speak and reason inside the captive's mind. Welcome to the Hotel California. We hope soon you will be dead and enter the place of our eternal torment, fire and ruin. Such a lovely place with the wicked suited and ashed all over the place. Such a lovely face. Before they hit the fire instead of heaven above, they live in it up at the Hotel California not thinking of their future in existence. What a nice surprise to their horror. They left their nice lives and exchanged it for the wrath of Almighty God on sin. Bring your alibis because you never humbled yourself and repented at the foot of the cross. Mirrors on the ceiling as you watch your burning skin in hell fall off. The pink champagne on ice is a delusion you will see as you drink the cup of deception within the netherworld below. And she said, we are all just prisoners here in hell awaiting the lake of fire of our own device because of the choices of sin we preferred. And in the master's chamber, the devil had his plans. They gathered for the feast to look upon their catch 
They stop, stab it with their stilly knives as they harm and hurt all within Hades, but they just can't kill the beast. Last thing I remember, I was running for the door, but above the exit it said, this place was heading for the lake of fire. I can't get out of hell. There is no turning back. I only have eternity and fire awaiting me. I had to find a passage back, but earth will never be seen again to the place I was before. I can't come home and warn my friends and family to stop their life of sin. Relax, said the nightman. The demon looked at me. We are programmed to receive the thoughts and activities of our master, the devil. You can check out any time you like in your mind. You can try to escape, but you can never leave. These chains are here for all eternity. Sorrow they will have for all infinity. That's the Hotel California. It looked just like the gates of hell as I ascended in there. So you know what? When we have our pain, how do we deal with this, Annie? What are you saying? We don't want to go for the vices of the devil and let him take our life. Amen? We want to do, as the Bible says, we need to allow Jesus to comfort us. John 14, 18. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Jesus will come to you. Plus, he said, I'll never leave you, didn't he? But he said, I will comfort you. You know, when we think about the comforter, we just all assume that's the Holy Spirit. They're inseparable. They work together in unison. Okay? And so Jesus is saying, I will not leave you without anything to alleviate your misfortune, pain, and distress. I will come to you and fill the gaps. I will come to you and dress the wounds. I will come to you and help you to make a plan. Not a plan that will fail, but a plan that will win. Amen? Do we like to make plans that win? Amen. Right? And so God is all about alleviating, alleviating our torment and confusion and, and stay, away from the, stay away from the tools of Satan because he'll come and smash you this way and serve you a drink. But it's just as delusional as the Hotel California song. I was there in these different chambers of hell, and that's in my book, and I was startled to my core. And Christ is like, I don't want you to come. But you've got to get in my book and stop sinning. Amen. Amen. And then we can, we can let the Holy Spirit comfort us, you know. Uh, Jesus, Jesus is not a dead man on a cross. And we, we can come and the Holy Spirit will comfort us. In John 14, 16, and I will pray the Father, O Father, and he shall give you another comforter beside me. Jesus has already said, I'll comfort you. I'll come to you. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will come to you, the comforter that he may abide with you forever. And comforter, the Greek word is parakalitos. It means the one called and summoned to your side to aid and help you. I like that, don't you? Okay. The one sent to help you. The one sent to assist you. The one who gives you divine strength to undergo trials and severe persecutions. And Paul said, the moments we have of affliction are temporary. So whatever we're going through, 
we're going through. They're not for eternal. They're temporary moments of affliction. And we do not allow the devil to give, you, to give us some numbers. We don't allow the devil to say, hey, your marriage is on the rocks. Why don't you, why don't you get on a dating site and go, go start an affair? I mean, that's all these soap operas teach, but that's the devil's side. Okay? We don't want to take the devil's side and end up in Hotel California. Amen. <laughs> we don't want to go there. And then we need to read the word of God, the Bible, and allow the Lord to build our spirit. That person on the inside of the shell. Amen. Most people, they walk and they truck through earth and they're always taking care of the shell. You know, they're, they're doing their hair. They're doing their nails. They got their skin. They're ap men aftershave and working out. And, you know, everybody's taking care of the shell. We can watch in the, in the social media feed. She got a Brazilian butt lift. She got this. They got the LED mask. They got all this stuff. There's nothing wrong with taking care of ourselves and all the different uh, wardrobe, you know, activities and hoodies or whatever your thing is, you know. There's nothing wrong with it. But if we neglect the interior of us, the, the, the thing that takes off into eternity, and we're going to end up in heaven or hell, we better start taking care of the interior. We better start planning for a good retirement in heaven. It's not all about your asset management company, okay? And how can you, you know, these billionaires, you know, who's the, who's the biggest billionaire right now? It doesn't matter. In eternity, you leave with nothing. Nobody's, nobody's coffins lined up with cash. You left it here. And so... Every storm, we must realize through life that every valley we go through shall be filled up. Every storm will end. Every trial will expire. Amen. Amen. And every affliction will cease. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but of the things which are not seen, the invisible realm. Amen? For the things which are seen, buildings and everything we see, is temporary. You're temporary. One day, God calls us, we're vapors of, for vapors. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And we must remember God is truly for us with all of his heart and with all of his soul. Amen. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for this message. I thank you for the way that you comfort us, Father God, that you have not left us without comfort, that in every situation we can come to you right there, right then. We don't have to wait. We don't have to die you. On the phone, we don't have to make an appointment with you and wait in line. We can say, Father God, please help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit. And you're right beside us to bring us comfort and assurance. And you see us through all that we go through. And we can refuse the devil's tools that will truly bring us into eternal ruin in the lake of fire. And Father, I just thank you for that, for you, and that you're always with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Rialoran International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus.
please visit Riel Iran today at www.rielaron.org.